RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. Well, I remember when I was in Auckland not too long ago that there was um, quite the pushback against the removal of trees on some of the volcanic cones around Auckland, and I think Mount Albert in particular is something I remember. Well, none of that's gone away, really, and um, we're going to find out a bit more about where this is at at the moment, this clearing of non-native trees on the 14 Maunga, volcanic Maunga in Auckland. Avril Norman joins us here at Reality Check Radio. She's been involved in this. Avril, thanks for coming on. You're welcome. Thank you. Okay, so I was in Auckland for five years, and I remember this sort of cropping up in the news every now and then, though. Didn't pay too much attention, I have to say, at the time. But um, this has, well, how would you describe it? It's sort of like um, an example of co-governance in action, is it? Is that what it is we're about to talk about here? That's exactly what it is. Um, It was all formulated in 2014 by... uh, Christopher Finlinson, the AG at the time, yeah. uh, and um, the mountains in Auckland are all administered by a co-governance body, um, the uh, Tapunamunga Authority, otherwise known as the TMA, um, who uh, represent iwi, and then another six council-appointed people who represent what we are known as the other people of Auckland. The others, okay. The other, the other people of Auckland is what we are tuned at in, yeah, in legislation. So is this part of some sort of settlement? Or, I mean, I'm a bit hazy. We're going back a bit in time here, 2014. How did this come about? Well, um, the government returned the volcanic cones to Iwi to be held in trust for them right? under their administration. And so that's how we've ended up in this position Um Iwi want to return the mountains to pre-European uh, settlement, and so all non-native trees have to go, have to go. They have to be felled, and there's a total of two thousand four hundred mature, one hundred year old trees all over the mountains in Auckland, uh, all set to be felled, all targeted. And what what is the the reasoning for removing these living things? Well, they want no um, no sort of resemblance of European arrival or Euro- European presence on the mountains, their sacred mountains. So anyway, so we um, got involved in the pushback on Mount Albert back in December 2019 and decided that maybe we should test it in the court system. So my husband, Warwick, and I, just as individuals of residents of Auckland, born and bred. Um, We took the TMA and Auckland Council to court and we lost in a judicial review. And in June, no, I beg your pardon, March 22, we won in the Court of Appeal because Auckland Council and the TMA hadn't notified and hadn't consented. And they had basically broken all their own rules and regulations. So that's where we're at at the moment. And since then, it's all been quiet with no work done. And last week, it all erupted on Mount Richmond and Otahu when residents who had no idea there was any work going to be done um, heard chainsaws going and work was starting again in Mount Richmond. It sounds kind of 
obsessive. What, what you're sort of cleansing, cleansing the land. Is it? It's got that sort of scorched earth feel about it. It's exactly what it is. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. I mean, the biodiversity of the mountains, the bird life. Everything is just being completely eroded and upset. As someone pointed out as well, with all the rains in Auckland recently, had they, you know, erased all these, taken all these trees down, all the erosion and the landslides on these mountains in Auckland would have been a lot worse as well. Okay, and the basis is that they're sacred. Is that is that the because there are native there are non-native trees everywhere? What are you going to do? Rip them all out? Every single one? Yes, yes, I'd like to. Yes. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, um, so this is operated under the Auckland Council, is it? Primarily? Oh, yeah, yes, yes. How much does it cost to operate, just curious, this regime of of tree genocide? <laughs> well, the last budget I heard, which was two years ago, so it may have increased. I'm not completely up to date within 2023, but it was uh, $28 million of ratepayer money. $28 million. $28 million. How, sorry, how do you burn up $28 million by looking question. at 14 maonga? That's a good question. Has anyone ever answered that satisfactorily? Yes, yes, yes. and you never get a, a, an answer. So the ratepayers, because we know that the debt of the Auckland City Council is through the roof, and... Yes. Has it has it ever been audited? Has, does anyone understand where the how the money is spent? Because that's a huge amount of money. Yes, I believe it is audited, but um, I'm not sure if those figures are public or not. Um, maybe through the Official Information Act. Okay, well, maybe be. someone could do an OIA on that. Yes, uh, I'm sure. The, I'm sure the leader of Honor the Manga probably. Um, might have done that. She probably has, but um, right. I don't know if there's any exact figures of where all the expenditure goes. I've never seen one. the The reason why it's just been in the you know public arena in the last week is because of the destruction that's going on in Mount Richmond right now. Is this um, where the chain, the residents hear the chainsaws, and that's kind of when they understand yes. something's? Yes, I was called there last Wednesday. Um, you know, the group of us that's kind of a very um, active. And mm. um, the police were there barring entry um, to the mountain. Sorry, and, barring entry? Yes, yes, yes. They, how how they, do they get to do that? Well, because it's a public reserve, right? It's a recreation reserve. Yep. Um, they said, the police said they had a trespass warrant. Um, when we asked to see it, they didn't have it on them. And, but they said if we didn't move, we'd be all be arrested. Wait on. It's a public reserve. Yes. And what are they doing? It, it, it's for health and safety. It was for health and safety. Well, because of the trees work, being chopped yes, down. Tree work being done. Yeah, but it but also calls into question where their loyalties lie, doesn't it? Well, that's exactly what the lady from Motor who couldn't make it to this interview tonight asked them. She just said, you know, so the TMA call you to represent them. She said, I'm part of that co-governance. So I'm half of that co-governance. Where is my representation from you? Why aren't you here representing me? Because I think they're breaking the law doing well, this. Well, well don't, I don't see the police doing health and safety as part of their regular job. 
No, 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 no. But if the TMA called them, they're there within half an hour. And and ordering us off the mountain and threatening arrest. Wow. Threatening arrest. You see, yes, that's quite coercive. That yeah. was, of course, it's extremely coercive. And what was going on was heartbreaking. I mean, you know, mature trees are being chopped down in front of your eyes and there's nothing you can do about it. And yet my husband and I had just spent an excessive amount of money winning in the Court of Appeal and having wow. the laws say they had to consult and notify. And here I am standing there being threatened by the police to be arrested when I had won this in the Court of Appeal. And so the resident from Otahu applied last week for an interim injunction um, so that we had time to check whether what they were doing was lawful or not, because we we don't believe it was. Yeah. And the interim injunction was denied. Denied? It was denied. Even though you'd won? Even though we won in the So court. the law means nothing? I mean, I'm just a simple person. It sounds like the law really doesn't mean anything. There. Well, it, of course, it's always very much more complicated than what it appears to be. Um, the TMA apparently got a resource consent or Auckland City issued a resource consent for the work to be done on the mountain in September 21. Right. And the residents of Otahu had an opportunity to um, query that legality of the resource consent back in September 21, but they had no money. Okay, and, and probably... You know, it's a low socio... So they probably knew that anyway and... and you, yeah. Well, yes, you, you probably, exactly. And so they wanted to, but they had no funds. So they can't fight local body and local government that have deep pockets through the high court system, they can't do it, they haven't got the funds, so they had to let it go. So last week the chainsaws started again, and so when they asked for the interim injunction, the judge decided that they had the opportunity to query that resource consent in September 21. But our argument was that in March 22 we won at the Court of Appeal. So we said that the Court of Appeal decision in March 22 should override yeah, the well, you'd think. consent in September 21. And the, that's what we asked for an interim injunction for, so that we could see if it was legal or not legal, and the interim injunction was denied. Do you think the judiciary is siding with a certain side these days? Look, I can't say that. I think... Um, mm, um, Look, all I can say is we won at the Court of Appeal. Well, it just sounds logical so, to me. We were pretty pleased. It was a unanimous decision, and we were pretty pleased with that court decision then. Sure, surely that really trumps any run-of-the-mill resource consent Well, we thought process. so. We thought it would. We thought it would. So you've got the Auckland City Council what, approving its own work? Correct. <laughs> okay. Exactly and issuing $28 million of ratepayer money to the TMA to help them along their way. So when, for example, my husband and I took them to court, we were partly um, funding them to fight us in court because, you know, they've got deep pockets and it's all ratepayer money. 
Wow. Okay. So do we know who are the six uh, iwi representatives on this this um, well, committee or board uh, or whatever one, you call it? One is the head, Paul Majuri. Um, another one is Nick Turoa. Um, I'm, what do they do, these people? What, 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 do we know their backstories, their histories? Um, I don't know. No, I okay. Don't know. I'm just wondering how long they've been clipping tickets, you know, because uh, a this, seems to, this seems uh, to be a, a feature of a lot of this kind of stuff. Quite a while. Well, I it's mean, it's easy money, right? It's easy money. Oh, very, very. I mean, it's all ratepayer money funded by council. Um, and as you pointed out, you know, councils are pretty bankrupt these days. And um, this was something we were asking them last week on on Mount Richmond. Um, you know, you're bankrupt. You can't afford to fix anything. And yet here you are spending all this money, millions of dollars on removing trees that are perfectly safe, even though they say they've got to be removed for health and safety. Well, we don't know how much is being spent. to even have a look at them because the police won't let you. No, because they're running um, interference, it seems. But you don't know what proportion of that $28 million is for the actual cutting down of trees. None. Yeah. That's extra. Oh, that's extra. So yeah, it's that's all extra. on admin. Yes. $28 million is for the annual administration of each mountain. If you want to fell trees, it's but what sort of administration could there be? Well, there's quite a bit, really. I mean, there's some... Um, Roads to clear and um, yeah, <laughs> trees to do work on prune. Yes, there's bathrooms. Okay. They have bathrooms on the mountains. Right, what to clean um, the toilets? Yeah, there's, um, there's you know um, a lot of grass area to keep the grass down. Okay, I used to do, have a lawn mowing business. Yeah, I know um, what that's um, all about. Yes, they used to have stock on the mountains, working farms. Yeah, which they closed down. Um, often the stock would keep the grass down. Yeah, well, that would be a, a, an efficient way of doing it, but you can't you can't clip a ticket on you know on sheep and, and goats and stuff eating yes. grass, can you? Probably. Yes. Anyway, I know I'm sounding quite cynical, but this always seems to be at the bottom of things is the opportunity to extract money. Okay, on the um, the representatives, the other six who who represent the other people of Auckland, which is everyone else. Um, where do they sit? Are they do they have any bias that, that is obvious um, here, or are they, you know, staunchly? You'd need, you'd need to sit in at those meetings to know that. Um, yeah. I can't answer that. I don't okay, know. but but that's I think it's to a... represent the other people of Auckland. Yeah, but, but do they effectively? Well, it appears not because we have no representation. But I mean, I can't say definitely because I've never actually been to a meeting or listened to them. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's easy to accuse people of, of being racist if they disagree, and that's uh, not something that people like to be accused of. So That has been, that has been stated, yes. Yes, that has okay. been stated at meetings. So do we... back, getting back to the expenditure, the $28 yep. million, that equates to $40,000 per week per mountain. Yeah. Well, I can't see – sorry, I can't see how that works. No, it is a bit hard to believe, but um, I don't know. Prices have gone up, haven't they? Exactly. Oh, yeah, inflation, cost <laughs> of living crisis. No wonder there's a cost of living crisis. Yes. Okay, how many trees have actually been removed then? What, what sort of uh, dent has been made to the number of trees in, in this time? Yeah, um, I'm just – these are just vague numbers. Yep. 
It was about 100 trees on Pigeon Mountain, about the same on Mount Wellington. Um, There was about 140-odd on Mangaree Mountain. And I believe they're taking, they're saying they're taking 60 trees out during this work on Mount Richmond. But someone went for a walk after the men had finished yesterday and they thought there was a heck of a lot more than 60 trees had come out on the mountain yesterday. And a lot of pine trees had come down, apparently a beautiful pine tree area where the herons go and nest every spring. And they've removed all that, so the herons' nesting habitat. So there's no appreciation of the wildlife, the the, the none, fauna. Absolutely none. And on Mount Albert, for example, you've got a, a kaka up there, and that that's almost extinct. And uh, the, I mean, it's just wonderful bird life up on Mount Albert. There's tuis and kiraroos, and yes, there is a kaka up there as well. It's just absolutely abundant. So you go and take out, for example, 345 trees on a mountain in three weeks and you've taken away all the food chain, you've taken away the nesting areas, you've taken away. It's just, it's an, it's an environmental disaster. It sounds like some crazy, oh, how do you... You know, you like I say, scorched earth sort of mentality. It's scorched earth. You want to see some of the photographs, for example, of Mangri Mountain. Um, it is, it, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. It really, really is. I mean, you know, you cry. You cry for the our environment. Thank you. And what could be and what is. What is. And it's all right for Chris Finlayson. He's long gone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and same exactly. with John Key, long gone. Exactly. Oh, exactly, exactly. And if you lived in Auckland, you'd know One Tree Hill, Mangakiki, um, and that has, um, oh, I don't know how many oak trees. I mean, these trees are over 100 years old, and all these oak trees all up that go up, all the drives up to, um, that's not Cornwall Park, this is One Tree Hill. Cornwall yeah. Park's under its own trust. But One Tree Hill around where the observatory is um, that goes down onto Manukau Road at Rural Oak. Um, I don't know, there might be 100 oak trees there. They're all targeted as well. So if we were to, you know, try and sort of wonder how co-governance would shake out at a, at a sort of wider, bigger footprint, this kind of gives us an insight, doesn't it? Yes, absolutely. It's an example of how co-governance works, not... Yeah. It is honestly... And the trouble is with trees... When they've gone, they've gone. You can't, you know, it's not like a building or something that maybe you could reopen. Or These are grand living things. Over 100 years old. Over 100 years old. I mean, some on Mount Albert, for example, are memorials to fallen soldiers during Gallipoli. Oh, really? Gosh. Family members have planted. But anyway, like I said, mm. um, Mount Albert has hopefully had the sh- light shine on shine, shine sorry shine on it yep and on it um but it's the other mountains now that are exposed to felling because it was just mount elbert that this ruling was for because each mountain has its own um own classification and mount elbert is a recreational reserve which is the highest protected reserve in the country but so does otahu 
So the ruling that we got in the Court of Appeal should also apply to Otahu. But this week, 100-year-old trees are all coming down. I mean, I guess... After you know, everything that we went through to have this happen, it's just, it's soul-destroying. Yeah. Well, of course, they say, they say they're going to replant with native trees and native bushes. But, of course, as we know, it takes 50 years for a tree to grow to maturity. And we have said, and this is all part of our um, argument, look, plant as many native trees as you want. We'd yeah, well, what's holding cover, anyone back, right? You know, cover all the mountains with native trees. Wait for 50 years. I mean, I won't be there to see it. I'll be dead. Wait for 50 years. And then you've got lovely big canopies. You've got more trees to sustain the bird and the insect life. Yeah, but it's not about that, is it? And then no, then re- then remove all the all the exotic trees. Then when you've replaced them, but replace them and then remove. It's a political statement, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, um, through trees. Yeah, through trees, poor beautiful trees that the planet needs. I mean, with all this gl- uh, global climate warming and you know. Well, that's another. Everyone's planting <laughs> trees. Everyone's planting trees yeah. around the world, except Auckland. They're taking them all out. Wow. Okay, is there anything more that we need to find out about this well, in our chat? Probably. Anything um, we've missed? <laughs> oh, we've probably missed a lot, but that's basically the, uh, you know, the yeah. essence of what's Because I'm picking it generates, kind of generates a bit of anger. A lot of anger and sorrow. And sorrow, yeah. Yes. Nostalgia. Um. You know, arborists, you know, all depending who they work for, will go and do different reports. The arborist that we employed for our case um, has been an arborist now for some 40 years. He worked in England for 35 years and he said he had never seen such urban destruction in his life. Well, welcome to New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Okay, Avril, um, thanks for giving us a bit of time. Really interesting to find out about this and um it's quite a bit to think about there and, and digest what's is there another move or is there is there a next move um well no you've already done the court thing you probably burnt up money what happens next yeah a lot um well nothing we're just um watching the trees coming down on otahu mount richmond and there's nothing left to do if we try and stop them We've been threatened with arrest. We've won in the Court of Appeal. Um, and it's all just... Um, so who calls who calls the police in these situations? Well, like, um, orders them up, just probably, like they... W- it was probably Treescape, who are the um, contractors. Yeah, but how, how does Treescape get to control the, the actions of the police when there are ram raids and crimes going through the roof? Well, exactly. We asked them that very question. Wow. Okay. And all they say is step aside, please. (laughs) Otherwise we'll arrest you, right? Were they wearing high visibility vests? Um, Actually, I don't think the police were. I've got to say they were actually extremely pleasant. I really have to. Oh, yeah. They were just doing their job. Well, yeah, a lot of people just do their job, you know, through history have just done their job and it hasn't turned out so well. But uh, it, it seems at first, First uh, glance, that's an inappropriate use of our coercive law enforcement body funded by the taxpayer and there to fight crime. I would agree with you. Otherwise, you're a security guard 
Well put. And that's it. Well put. That's okay. Exactly right. Avril Norman, thank you for joining us. And uh, that, that was very interesting. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. Thanks for having me on. RCR with Paul Brennan. Reality Check Radio.